0: Looking to
1: invest in the future of your community? CommunityRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible.
2: Donate online at www.muniradio.fm, or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street, and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience-friendly shows every day of the week, and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at (laughs) Muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm
3: Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tensures now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow, And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in 1 half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at alta, A-L-T-A, californiabotanicals.com, and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltacaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do
4: you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
5: Planned Parenthood is a trusted health care provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning.
6: Speak of so many things and making a kind of variety of the program, it requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. And when you think about the various nations of the earth, the various religions of the earth the various nationalities, the various people all over the world. We have been able to make anything that we wanna make and do anything we wanna do. Have created miracles. But it don't make sense when we can't make peace you made everything else wise men great men from every nation in the world all the countries in the world have all kinds of conventions and festivals spend all the money suppose you had to spend half as much money on trying to make peace as you have been making war we wouldn't have to worry about nothing But it don't make sense. It don't make sense. It don't make sense when you can't make. line with other men's eyes. You even made submarines stay so much for weeks. You can't make peace. You take one man's heart and make another man live.
7: We're listening, of you course, to the Willie Lord Dixon. To the moon. And this is Labor and Love on a Saturday in August the 29th to be exact this is the b
8: Down the alleyway Looking for a new friend A man in a coonskin cap and a pig pen Wants eleven dollar bills You only got ten Maggie calls Fleetfoot Face full of black soot Talking at the heat Put plants in the bed But the phone's tapped anyway Maggie says minute say they must bust An early man Orders from the DA Look out kid Don't matter what you did Walk on your tiptoes Don't You don't need a man to know it's way the wind blows. Oh, get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell, hang bail, hard tail of anything is gonna sell. Try hard, get boxed, get back, ride frail, get jailed, jump bail, join the army if you fail. Look out, kid, you're gonna get hit by losers, cheaters, six time users, hanging around the theaters, girl. By Looking for a new fool, don't follow leaders Or watch your parking meters Oh, get born, keep warm, short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Type be success, please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't live Twenty years of schooling and it put you on the day shift Look out, kid, they keep it all hit don't wear sandals, and try to forge the scandal. Don't wanna be a bum, you better chew gum The pump don't work, cause the vandals took the handle Yes
7: siree folks it's
9: in New Zealand, drop I time. A magazine Something nasty crossed my eye The earth that fed me in California Was turning cracked and dry New Zealand ferns are always green It rains more there than it should I looked to the cloud that was raining on me And said, go, you can do some good Clouds stop crying and wasting time And fly across the sky spread a lot of rain sweet rain spread a lot of rain on california i don't want to see her die met a guy from san francisco in a railway ticket line he said the grateful dead was alive and well but the weather wasn't so fine nobody had a garden nothing lived but weeds the earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease. He said the reservoirs are empty, cattle dying too. Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew. And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown. Let the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm in town. clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky and spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight the big dipper hung up above the river and i felt that it was a shame all this water here in california dry i said to the dipper by name reach down and kiss that raging river and fly across the sky spread a lot of rain sweet rain spread a lot of rain on california Don't want to see her die People and the animals to together where water flows A beer, some tea, or a water hole It's there where something grows And remember the music Water makes the rainy pool and the circle dance The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall The laughing creek that feeds the plants Now the fields are green again Beauty has returned Tragedies continue to show what we still got to learn Can't waste away the ocean Water, air or land If we upset this sacred ground We won't have any place to stand So reach down and kiss the raging river And fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die
7: OK, that was uh, Brother Charlie Morgan reminding us that we're in a drought year. The, uh, the situation that he's singing about uh, in the late 70s, a drought year, uh, is repeating itself. Before that, we had Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan's song, Subterranean Homesick Blues, the reason why. So many young people, so many young white people, specifically, uh, joined the movement, joined the resistance. Uh, some of them briefly, some of them are still in it. And that's the reason, singing about the, the song that uh, Bob Dylan sang. Um, before that, of course, we had Willie Dixon and his classic, classic peace song, You Can't Make Peace. This is The B, and you're listening to Labor and Love on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio, headquartered here at 2781 21st Street, corner of Florida in the Mero Mero, the heart of San Francisco's Mission District. Our programmers do it for love. Come on down. Tomorrow's our annual work day. Everyone's going to show up and uh, help fix the station up, make it better than it it is, even that it is now. We've got uh, comedy. We've got art. We've got movies. We've got radio shows. This is cutting edge of culture in San Francisco. But anyone can tune in on all around the world. This show is Labor and Love by, for, and about working people. And I'm the Bee, your host every Saturday morning, and uh, Comcasts are archived at www.mutinyradio.fm slash archives podcasts okay here's our weekly news report about the labor movement and uh, after that we'll get into some more uh, stories about labor and the labor movement
10: You're listening to WIN, workers' independent news, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Ten years on from the Hurricane Katrina disaster, social justice groups are still working in the Gulf region to overcome decades of social and economic injustice. Martha Bergmark of the Mississippi Center for Justice reflects on the hurricane and the social justice struggle that occurred in its wake.
11: Hard to really imagine, in a way, just how cataclysmic it was, and yet it was an event that really peeled back the layers on social justice problems that have plagued our region forever. In trying to recover from this terrible disaster, we had an opportunity to try to do it in a way that was more equitable, more fair to some of the hurricane's most vulnerable survivors. So ten years later, we see a region that has recovered in many ways. I think because of the work of civil legal aid and social justice partners across the region. And yet, we did not change the underlying reality that you know hundreds of years of uh, well entrenched policy and practice have put in place. We still are a region that is our nation's poorest, where folks at the bottom of the ladder have the biggest struggles.
10: Bergmark says that the civil legal aid she mentioned is critical for poor and working people if they are to get social and economic justice.
11: If folks at the bottom of the economic spectrum can't have access to legal help, just right there along with the all the other sort of first response kind of needs that that have to be met, there just needs to be a recognition that uh, legal help is First and foremost, it's near the top of the list.
10: The Bank of Labor is raising wages, joining the AFL-CIO effort to put more money in workers' pockets. The Bank of Labor says it's setting a minimum wage of $15 an hour for its employees. Bank of Labor is based in Kansas City, Kansas, and has an office in Washington, D.C. Workers there are members of the United Mine Workers. The bank and the UMWa both embraced the AFL-CIO call to raise wages. The Bank of Labor was founded and is majority owned by the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, Iron Ship Builders, Blacksmiths, Forgers, and Helpers. Bank of Labor CEO Newton Jones says that the AFL-CIO's Raising Wages campaign benefits all workers, union and non-union alike, by setting a standard to which all employers should aspire. Through such initiatives, he says, we can help restore the middle class. Workers Independent News is made possible in part through underwriting support from OPEIU the Office and Professional Employees International Union. If you like this labor news, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and visit us at laborradio.org. You've been listening to Win workers' independent news. For more information, visit laborradio.org.
7: Okay, that was our weekly labor report, concentrating on the fight for a minimum wage, in this case a bank, the union bank, which is raising the salaries of its workers to $15 an hour. A very good touchstone. I mean, a lot of times uh, the labor movement slash the social justice movement lacks focus. Because in this nation, you know, we're a nation of uh, sound bites. So if you can boil what you want down to its simplest term, then in this case $15 an hour. Everyone looks and says, $15 an hour. A lot of people say, that's hardly anything. Some will say, that's a lot. But it mobilizes people around a movement. So let's look at some labor stuff that's been happening. This one is about South Carolina dockers. It's on Labor Notes. After nine African-American churchgoers were shot to death in Charleston, South Carolina, the Charleston Massacre. Longshoreman Leonard Riley Jr. was buoyed by the tremendous outpouring of sympathy and outrage. Riley is a member of the International Longshoremen's Association Local 1422, a union long known for its efforts in the community. The local is spearheading Days of Grace September 5th and 6th, a march in downtown Charleston in a strategy conference that will, Riley hopes, galvanize all these good people against these policies that inflict tragedies on lives every day. One of the locals' 800 members lost a son and an aunt in the massacre, Another member is brother of Walter Scott, a black motorist who was shot in the back by a North Charleston policeman on April 4th. After Scott was murdered, the local participated in protest rallies and sponsored community meetings at its hall. Now again, uh, that was, what did I say in these times? Labor notes. Check it out. Under more than a flag, South Carolina Dockers push racial justice further. If you're a student of American history, uh, you'll see that this is business as usual. It's being reported a lot now, uh, probably because the media see it as a hot point that will draw in viewers and readers. But the murder of... People of color, most, a lot of them young, young people, is part of American history. It's part of the everyday reality of living in America. And African-American people have been trying to tell us this. The Black Panthers tried to tell us this. The movement all over the country called Black Power was trying to tell us this and we didn't get it you know as long as they were quiet down there in the ghetto or wherever they were it was no big deal well now all these murders of young people and I'm counting brown people and black people and I'm counting poor whites too the disenfranchised uh, they're getting a lot of attention And unions should be involved in this. Unions should be involved in the movement for social justice. Okay, let's see what else we got here. We got... Um, well, let's play some music. Get on to the next one. I I happened to see a, a movie this week called... Uh, straight out of Compton, which is the life and times of N.W.A. and its prominent members, uh, eazy E, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube, all came out of this group. And it's, uh, in a way, it's sort of a standard movie about a band, a group of people who get together and score big, and then for one reason or another, fall up, the band falls apart. And uh, in this case, they, they make an attempt to try to get it back together again. It doesn't stint on the, the realities of hip-hop. Uh, the murder, in some cases, the murderous relationships between uh, the prominent people in the hip-hop world. And uh, it was hard, hard to watch when I thought about it at the end. Well, there were only about 10 occasions where women spoke at all. Women in this world that's presented are uh, mostly whores, mostly women who are willing to do what men want in order to attain prestige or, I don't know, there are scenes where they're walking around a, a pool party and uh, half the women are undressed. There are a few women naked and uh, they're there for the asking. So that part uh, of the film, I said at first I'd go see it again, but we're only presenting part of the picture. This is a guy named uh, Immortal Technique and he's Peruano from, from Peru and uh Peruvian, African-American, and he's singing about the poverty of philosophy.
0: Most of my Latino and black people who are struggling to get food, clothes, and shelter in the hood are so concerned with that, that philosophizing about freedom and socialist democracy is usually, unfortunately, beyond their rationale. They don't realize that America can't exist without separating them from their identity. Because if we had some sense of who we really are, there's no way in hell we'd allow this country to push its genocidal consensus on our homelands. This ignorance exists, but it can be destroyed. Niggas talk about change and working within the system to achieve that. The problem with always being a conformist is that when you try to change the system from within, it's not you who changes the system, it's the system that will eventually change you. There is usually nothing wrong with compromising a situation, but compromising yourself in a situation is another story completely, and I have seen this happen long enough in the few years that I've been alive to know that it's a serious problem. Latino America is a huge colony of countries whose presidents are cowards in the face of economic imperialism. You see, third world countries are rich places, abundant in resources, and many of these countries have the capacity to feed their starving people, and the children we always see digging for food and trash on commercials. But plutocracies, in other words, a government run by the rich, such as this one, and traditionally oppressive European states, Force the third world into buying overpriced unnecessary goods while exporting huge portions of their natural resources. I'm quite sure that people will look upon my attitude and sentiments and look for hypocrisy and hatred in my words. My revolution is born out of love for my people, not hatred for others. You see, most of Latinos are here because of the great inflation that was caused by American companies in Latin America. Aside from that, many are seeking a life away from the puppet democracies that were funded by the United States. Places like El Salvador, Guatemala, Peru, Colombia, Nicaragua, Ecuador, and the República Dominicana, And not just Spanish-speaking countries either, but Haiti and Jamaica as well. As different as we have been taught to look at each other by colonial society, we are in the same struggle, and until we realize that, we'll be fighting for scraps from the table of a system that has kept us subservient instead of being self-determined, and that's why we have no control over when the embargo will stop in Cuba or when the bombs will stop dropping in Vieques. But you see, here in America, the attitude that is fed to us is that outside of America, there live lesser people. Fuck them, let them fend for themselves. No, fuck you. They are you. No matter how much you want to dye your hair blonde and put fake eyes in, or follow an anorexic standard of beauty, or no matter how many diamonds you buy from people who exploit your own brutally to get them, no matter what kind of car you drive, or what kind of fancy clothes you put on, you will never be them. They're always going to look at you as nothing but a little monkey. I'd rather be proud of what I am rather than desperately try to be something I'm really not just to fit in. And whether we want to accept it or not, that's what this culture or lack of culture is feeding us. I want a better life for my family and for my children but it doesn't have to be at the expense of millions of lives in my homeland we're given the idea that if we didn't have these people to exploit that america wouldn't be rich enough to let us have these little petty material things in our lives and basic standards of living no that's wrong it's the business giants and the government officials who make all the real money we have whatever they kick down to us my enemy is not the average white man, it's not the kid down the block or the kids I see on the street, my enemy is the white man I don't see the people in the White House, the corporate monopoly owners, fake liberal politicians those are my enemies, the general Those are the armies that are mostly conservative. Those are the real motherfuckers that I need to bring it to. Not the poor, broke, country-ass soldier that's too stupid to know shit about the way things are set up. In fact, I have more in common with most working and middle-class white people than I do with most rich black and Latino people. As much as racism bleeds America, we need to understand that classism is the real issue. Many of us are in the same boat, and it's sinking while these bougie motherfuckers ride on the luxury liner. And as long as we keep fighting over kicking people out of the little boat, we're all in. We're gonna miss an opportunity to gain a better standard of living as a whole. In other words, I don't want to escape the plantation. I want to come back, free all my people, hang the motherfucker that kept me there, and burn the house to the goddamn ground. I want to take over the encomienda and give it back to the people who work the land. You cannot change the past, but you can make the future. And anyone who tells you different is a fucking lethargic devil. I don't look at a few token Latinos and black people in the public eye. as Some type of achievement for my people as a whole. Most of those successful individuals are just sellouts and house Negroes. But... I don't consider brothers a sellout if they move out of the ghetto. Poverty has nothing to do with our people, it's not in our culture to be poor. That's only been the last 500 years of our history. Look at the last 2,000 years of our existence and what we brought to the world in terms of science, mathematics, agriculture and forms of government. You know the idea of a confederation of provinces where one federal government controls the states? The Europeans who came to this country stole that idea from the Iroquois League, the idea of impeaching a rule comes from an Aztec tradition that's why Montezuma was stoned to death by his own people because he represented the agenda of white Spaniards once he was captured not the Aztec people who would become Mexicans so in conclusion I'm not gonna vote for anybody just because they black or Latino they have to truly represent the community and represent what's good for all of us proletariat Porque si no, entonces te mando pa'l carajo, cabrón, gusano, hijo de puta. Seramos libres pronto. ¡Viva la revolución!
12: ¡Viva la revolución!
1: parole, no rubbers, going raw, imagine law with no undercovers, just some thoughts for the mind, I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read, the world is mine, if I rule the world, imagine that. Imagine, that, imagine that, I free all my sons, I love them, love them, baby, black diamonds and balls, could it be, if you could be mine, we both shine, if I rule the world, still living for today, in these last days until times, no be, Paradise, life relaxing, black, Latino, and Anglo-Saxon. the exchange the range, cash, lost, Travis bath. free at last, brand new whips to crash. Then we laugh in the iller path. The villa houses for the crew, how we do? Trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches. So many years of depression make me vision for better living. Type of place to raise kids in. Open the eyes to the lies, history's told foul. But I'm as wise as the old owl, plus the gold child. Seeing things like I was controlling, click rolling. Tricking six digits on kicks and still Trips to Paris. I civilize every savage. Give me one shot. I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoners set free, stress free. No work release. Purple and threes and jet skis. Fill the wind breeze in West Indies. I think Coretta, Scott King, Mayor of the Cities, and reverse beans to willies, it sounds foul, but every girl I meet, I go downtown. I'd open every cell in Attica. Send them to Africa. Africa. The Imagine that. I free all. the worries. Duck down in car seats, heat's mandatory. Running from Jake, getting chased, hunger for picks. These are the breaks, many mistakes go down out of state.
0: Wait, I had to let it marinate. We carry weight, trying to get laced. Flip the A stack to save. Millionaire
1: planner, keep the gap with the cock camera. Making moves in Atlanta, back and forth, scramble. Cause you can have all the chips, be poor or rich. Still nobody want a nigga have a shit. If I rule the world and everything in it, sky's the limit. I push the Q45 5 infinite. It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies. Be felony, strictly living longevity to the destiny. I thought I'd never see, but reality struck. Better find out before your time's out. What the if fuck? I what? The world. Imagine that. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds, bounce. Could it be if you could be mine? We both shine. If I rule the world, still living for today in these last days of times. If, if I rule the world. Still living for today in these last days and times.
13: Come on,
1: conflicts with night sticks, illegal sales districts, handpicked lunatics, keep all attractions, rich, heretics. Push narcotics and miss this risks and frits Cool clicks, throw bricks, but seldom get talking Private dicks, sell hits like
13: porno flicks to chicks The 666 cut wick like new king Rich sucks, dig Meanwhile the government brings Star Wars from Glock to Glockers. COP has an APB out on Chewbacca Mr. Mayor, could I say something in your honor? Yesterday in Central Park they got the jogger okay, okay. okay, let's get the confusion straight and ghetto got them the man behind the mask you thought was batman's bill clinton who soon retire the roof is on fire honey chung rung the bomb as it comes from oklahoma things are getting serious kumbaya on a mountain Satan, north of me manhattan help me jaja without probable cause or that proper ammunition they call reasonable suspicion listen i bring friction to your whole jurisdiction you planted seeds in my seat when i wasn't looking now you ask me for my license, registration. Where yeah, the fuck I do I work? On, what the fuck is my alone. occupation? Why? Well, I'm an MC. I'm down with the Fuji's. Mother Mary caught a flashback like Rodney. Now the cops Black. got Lolly.
1: The subconscious psychology that you use against me, if I lose control, will send me to the penitentiary. It's just Alcatraz and shot up like el Haj Malik Shabazz. Hot class get bypassed when my ass gets harassed. And the fuzz treat bros like they manhood never was. And if you too powerful, you get bugged like Peter Tosh and Marley was. Yeah. And my word does nothing against the feds. So my eyes stay red as I chase crazy bald Word up. Wow. to town, the beast is loose.
13: The chase is on. I feel like the bad guy. Fifth gear, 125, like New Jersey drive. Looked in my rearview mirror. Man. Police was getting closer. Heard a roar in the sky. Looked up and saw the blue thunder. My inner conscience says, throw your handkerchief and surrender. But to who? The star-spangled banner? Oh, say, can't you see? Cops more crooked than we. By the dawn early night, robbing niggas for keys. Easy, low key, crooked military. Pay taxes up my ass, but they still harass me. The streets
1: of corruption got me busting and cussing in the concrete jungle. Thoughts being trouble like that tall kid would tumble. Handle by Hannibal. Suitable to be a fugitive like Dr. Kimmel.
13: Hey, yo, should I slow down?
1: can care go faster. Why? Just because they got a badge, they can still be impossible. Probable cause got flaws like dirty drawers. Meet me at the corner store so we can start the street wars.
13: Watch out for Gestapo. You know, let's go to this next Chinese Muslim joint. You get some shrimp fried rice and make salada at the same time. i I
6: Hey yo, hey
2: yo, Chang Wang, what's up? I'll be right out.
6: Right. Right. One second.
7: Okay. Okay. That last set was um, immortal technique. Laying it down about your identity as a person of color, or your identity within the corporate market beast. Then we had Nas with Lauryn Hill. If I ruled the world, what a different place it would be. And then The Beast by another Lauryn Hill with uh, the Fugees. All giving the lie to the assumption by a lot of people that hip hop Rap music is not political. Uh, uh, the big point where N.W.A. in the film, in N.W.A. achieves and gets over is when they record a song called Fuck the Police. And uh, I'll check that out, see if we can get that one for you to play today. But if not... We'll do it next week. So all these groups... Uh, and, and of course, they got in trouble and they, they didn't point out that fuck the police is a reaction because right away the mainstream press jumped on them for being... for uh, hate songs and encouraging people to kill police officers, which it wasn't at all. It was... A reaction. And that treatment, that treatment by police is uh, well documented in the movie. I want to talk now about the National Labor Relations Board decision made this last week. This is on uh, Workers Independent News. The site is laborradio.org. The National Labor Relations Board Thursday ruled for workers in a case brought by the Teamsters against Browning Ferris Industries, Incorporated, that changes the definition of a joint employer. Okay, historically now, what companies have done, big corporations, in order to make more money and to essentially keep workers' wages down is to claim that, in the example, say, of McDonald's, that these workers are not working for the McDonald's Corporation. They're working for a franchisee, the person who owns that separate franchise. The NLRB says a company that hires contractors to work at its businesses can be considered a joint employer. Another dodge, another way to keep wages low and benefits though for employers is to hire people as contract employees. In other words, telling them that you're not a worker with us, you're an independent contractor. So we don't have to provide you with benefits, or we don't have to provide you with uh, treatment accorded our workers, the basic minimum what it is. Another one is to... um, tell workers that they should be happy to have a job and uh, what are they worrying about a union anyway so there are all these ways to keep keep wages down sort of uh, financial book trickery you know tell them they're supervisors not labor contra- not independent contractors, not. they're supervisors. Therefore, as supervisors, they don't have to, the company doesn't have to deal with them as workers. As supervisors, they get whatever they get, but they don't get what workers get. Now, well, let me read it, I'm just going off on this. It makes, this decision makes it easier for workers to organize unions in contractor situations It will also make it easier for unions trying to organize fast food workers because the parent company, and not just the contractor, is considered a joint employer and therefore would have to bargain with the workers under the National Labor Relations Act. Teamsters President Jim Hoffa says, this decision will make a tremendous difference for workers' rights on the job. Employers will no longer be able to shift responsibility for their workers and hide behind loopholes to prevent workers from organizing or engaging in collective bargaining and of course business groups are already howling about the pro-worker decision a chamber of commerce lawyer says it could be one of the most significant decisions by the labor board in 35 years if workers at a fast food restaurant franchise organize the parent Corporation would be legally bound to negotiate them with them. A parent company, say McDonald's, could no longer claim the workers are franchise employees. Okay, so there's a there's a win for labor, there's a win for working people. I want to talk now about It it was part of our introduction on this show for a long time to talk, to dedicate the show to the number of workers who died, the workers who died on the job, both here in the United States and worldwide. So worldwide now, this is the International Labor Organization, ILO.org, Worldwide, they say that 6,300 people die every day. Every day now, 6,000 people as a result of occupational accidents or work-related diseases. That comes out to a total of 2.3 million deaths per year. 2.3. The population of a... Of a big city, of a metropolis, die each day. Three hundred and seventeen million accidents occur on the job annually. Many of them, these resulting in extended absences from work. In the United States, every day, a hundred and fifty workers die as a result of occupational accidents or work related diseases. That comes out to 4,700 per year. 150 a day. That's what, like six an hour. One every 10 minutes. Now, why is that? See, this is something we have to address because we never, we often don't think in these terms. We think, workers, oh okay those people, those people who are coming who are called undocumented people illegals, aliens those people are workers and all these people who die every day all over the world are workers why is it that that working class I can can guarantee you I can guarantee you that the death rate among billionaires and millionaires does not even approach that first because there are fewer of them second because they have the wherewithal they don't go to work in that way they don't do that kind of physical work okay school year started i took my grandson to school he's in a class with 32 kids and Two teachers, teachers splitting a job. This article is um, working in these times, in these times, in these times dot com, headlined, the teacher shortage is no accident. Like much else in the national education debate, panics about teacher shortages seem to be a perennial event, in a widely discussed article for the New York Times earlier this month, Matoko Rich called attention to sharp drops in enrollment in teacher training programs in California and documented that many districts are relaxing licensure requirements as a result, pushing more and more people into the classroom without full certification or proper training. Well, If you're a young person now, just coming out of university or college, looking around to see what you want to do, historically, teaching would be one of those things, because it's working with people, working with children. Historically, now, all over the country, teachers' unions and teachers' pensions and teachers' benefits, and things even like uh, due process. The whole argument about getting rid, not being able to get rid of bad teachers because of seniority is a phony issue. It's not about seniority. It's about due process. Are the school districts going to follow the contracts they've signed with their unions, teacher unions, or not? At any rate, I don't know if I'd go into teaching now. Uh, There's an insane amount of pressure on teachers now to deliver the goods in terms of high test scores. And you see what happens, rightly or wrongly, when people are put under such pressure, such pressure. Their jobs, their livelihood depends on that test score going up. Well, they're going to go and try to help those scores to go up. And uh, that's what teachers have to do if they want to keep their jobs. If you're working with a group of kids who are quote unquote underserved, in other words, children of color or poor working families, you're working at a total disadvantage to schools with more uh, affluent, suburban, or upper-class students for whom culture is part of their lives in one way or another. They fit into the testing paradigms. Whereas uh, the other kids, quote-unquote, have a different experience. One of the guys in... Uh, in N.W.A. when he's asked, you know, your, your songs are against police, and, and N.W.A. says, how can you talk about my experience? My experience when I go outside my house is really different from yours. I don't know what kind of a neighborhood you live in, but that is what we're talking about. Uh, and the whole testing the whole phony testing program is just a way of affirming that those people in power will continue in power. Their kids will be above average as uh, Garrison Keillor is fond of, fond of saying. want to cut now to our breaker. This is Labor and Love. And I might as well do my intro. I've, I had so much to talk about today that I... Forgot my intro. This is Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. Just by hearing it, you'll understand it, because it's part of all our lives. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Here's our Mutiny Breaker coming up. See you after the break.
15: Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, we got Turner and Pearl T.
11: Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well, then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio.
2: Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Weizman, host of government-sponsored program Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2-4 p.m. Pro- broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beat, And attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, two through four p.m.
1: in the future of your community community radio.fm and the boys and girls club mission clubhouse needs your help please donate to keep the radio classroom institute right now alive on the air every thursday from 4:50 to 5 50 p.m donations are tax deductible
2: donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st street and florida that's 2781 21st street and throw some cash in the big glass jar Stop by to experience live audience-friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm.
3: Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tensures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow, and there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one-half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at alta, A-L-T-A, californiabotanicals.com, and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltacaliforniaBotanicals.com.
4: Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
5: Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive healthcare, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well-being. Based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlanParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The
4: Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation, or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
12: All
10: right, BGP Bubblegum Garbage Party.
7: Okay, we're back with you on uh, Labor and Love, the Labor and Love show. Every recorded uh, live here every Saturday morning from 10 to 12, and archived at mutinyradiofm podcast, And you look up, look up there, Labor and Love show, or whatever of the really excellent shows that are on uh, that are on Mutiny Radio and you can hear them come on down to mutiny radio where our programmers do it for love get on the cutting edge of comedy art got video evenings have community meetings come on down to mutiny radio where it's happening So I want to talk a little bit uh, about a a decision, another decision by the National Labor Relations Board. In this case, one I don't agree with. In this case, the National Labor Relations Board ruled that college football players are not workers. And the the Labor Relations Board sort of um, backed out of making any kind of decision, in effect letting the status quo stand. The NRB, its decision is primarily premised on a finding that because of the nature of sports leagues, granting the Northwestern football team union rights would not promote stability in labor relations to assert jurisdiction in this case. In other words, Northwestern is one of the 17 private schools that it has jurisdiction over. But the great majority of the football schools are quote-unquote public institutions. And it would be irresponsible to convey a different status onto Northwestern. State labor boards, not the NLRB, oversee the public universities. So what they're saying is Well, we don't want to rule on Northwestern where the whole issue was raised and where uh, the majority, if not the absolute majority, a great large minority of players voted to unionize. Their premise is that they are making money, and it's true. This is a, a huge industry, this player mill discover young players, get recruit them, you know, get them to come to your university and make millions of dollars off their work while they're students. And the dodge is that these are scholar athletes. Well, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. The cases are, there are millions and millions, thousands of cases where football players or basketball players or, you know, top flight athletes are not required to do any academic work at all. It's often done for them. But in any case, so the National Labor Relations Board sort of decided not to see In other words, they weren't going to lay down a ruling that, oh, yes, players are workers. And that relates to all college football players. But they're saying, oh, we're just ruling on this Northwestern case. So if you want to look, look at edgeofsports.com, written by Dave Zirin. So it's, it's, some people are saying uh, the NLRB decision was only a short-term victory for the establishment because the NLRB basically just punted the issue to federal court. But it is actually far more damaging than that. It makes prospects in any kind of court. Assuming this group of players keep fighting is daunting. Losing the NCAA's appeal means that other football players have no other recourse unless a a new group of students down the line tries again to organize their teammates and actually withhold their labor and refuse to take the field. Who knows? Maybe that will happen. More problems this week for the 49ers. Maud Brooks, uh, one of their premier players, was indicted, convicted of uh, spousal abuse, sexual abuse, it's called. And uh, the 49ers cut him loose after losing Alden Smith and a couple of other players, Ray McDonald, uh, to the similar thing. And the response of the NFL has been as muddled as the response of uh, society to this issue of domestic violence. And uh, Chris Borland, the the guy who doesn't want to play pro football because of the risk of concussions, gave a long interview to... uh, while he was on his way to Ireland to a columnist, I think for Bleacher Report, and he's not committing himself to you know, and he's not anti-football. This is this is the big problem now for a lot of football fans. They know this is a game that kills its participants. Junior Seau, a premier player, an outstanding Hall of Fame player, was inducted into the Hall of Fame. But posthumously, because he had died of ECE, the disease of people who get repeated hits to the head, repeated concussions. All right. Um, We've got a couple more stories to talk about. But let's listen to a mayoral candidate singing about hotel workers, Francisco Herrera.
16: tiene welfare mi trabajo le da el dinero para que coma muy bien me dice el muy embustero que ya más no puede pagar por eso organizamos
7: our well-being we're going to organize
1: It's called Trabajador, Trabajadora. It's a working people song. We dedicate this to our parents, so all the people worked that allowed for us to be here today. So,
3: is it for you, Mama?
7: Trabajadores is worker, men, trabajadora, women, all workers. That was Los Lonely Boys. Um, I had the good fortune to go and see them play uh, live last night in San Jose. Part of the uh, Music in the Park series. Los Lonely Boys are three brothers, the Garza brothers. Henry, Jojo and Ringo. Okay, their dad was a musician in Texas, San Angelo, Texas, and they're basically a rock band. They play Texican rock and roll. That was their big hit. Heaven, how far is heaven? I don't like it where I am. Uh, the, The one before that was Las Cafeteras, and we're gonna hear a lot more from them. This is another Chicano band more blatantly political. They were singing Trabajador, Trabajadora basically a song of thanks to their parents and the people in the older generation who worked so hard to get them where they got. And then before that we had El Alcalde Francisco Herrera singing Trabajo en Hotel we're going to try to unionize to protect our well-being. This is Labor and Love. Let's see what we got. I think there was one more story that we were going to deal with. It is 1130, so we're going to have to get on it quickly. This day in labor history. August 24th, the Gatling Gun Company manufactures of an early machine gun writes to the B&O Railroad Company President John W. Garnett during a strike. Well, it was more than just a strike, it was a huge upheaval all over the country. And the news of the upheaval was carried by the railroads, which were like the internet of the day. Workers all over the country rose up, overthrew civil government, uh, resisted police, in some instances, routed the police and sent them running. They burned down railroad property. Well, the response of John W. Garrett, manufacturer of the Gatling gun, urged the B&O Railroad Company, John W. I'm sorry, that was John W. Garrett, to deal with this recent riotous disturbances around the country by buying Gatling guns said the company. Four or five men are required to operate a gun, and one Gatling can clear a street or block and keep it clear. August twenty-fourth, 1970, United Farm Workers Union begins a lettuce strike, which eventually won. Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters was organized. August 25th. We'll read a little more about that. Uh, Women won the right to vote on this August 26th, 1920. Uh, A lot of situations, especially in the West, for example, the first state in 1876 to uh, give women the vote was Wyoming. Wyoming. How could that be? Well... The way you got statehood in those days for a territory and the way you got into all that federal money was by becoming a state. And the way you became a state was you had a certain basic number, a threshold of white citizens in a state. So by giving women the vote, you would increase the number of white citizens and achieve statehood so you could start making money, more money. The women's strike for equality is staged in cities across the US, uh, August 26th, marking the 50th anniversary of the passage of the women's right to vote. A key focus of the strike, in fact, more accurately, a series of marches and demonstrations, was equality in the workplace. Some 20,000 women participated. Today in labor history, Big Bill Haywood and 14 members of the IWW were sentenced to 20 years in prison for draft obstruction. Basically, the IWW, some of its organizers, were going around telling people, workers, not to join, not to allow themselves to be drafted, to resist the draft and resist induction. What sense would it make, these Haley, uh, Haywood was saying, if workers from the United States go and kill workers in, from Germany? Doesn't make sense. You're killing your own class. August 27, some 14,000 Chicago teachers who have gone without pay for several months finally collect about $1,400 each. The year was 1934 this day in labor history. The Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters was founded August 25th, 1925. So we're looking at uh, the 90th anniversary. Led by Philip Randolph, this labor union became the most important civil rights organization in mid-20th century America. These were the men who, if you've seen old movies, the sleeping car porters are all black and they're all very deferential to the white people or the movie stars who are in that film uh, excellent movie called ten thousand black men named george is uh, a depiction uh, At first when they called a strike in the late nineteen twenties they realized that they didn't have enough people to make it work so they called it off Pullman refused to negotiate partly because of its opposition to organized labor partly because the workers were black Randolph himself was a socialist founded a newspaper dedicated to issues of race and class and organized the Union of Elevator Operators in 1917 before turning to organizing the sleeping car porters. By 1920s, the FL came under greater pressure to organize or to open organized labor to non-whites, but still denied a charter to the international until 1935. What really made the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, besides its activities in the uh, civil rights campaigns of those years, was the Wagner Act, which forced uh, Pullman to negotiate and ended up with a raise in uh, wages and uh, benefits. Some people who came out of this movement were C.W. Dellums, father of Ron Dellums, a long-time activist, Democratic congressman from the East Bay, and E.R. Nixon, who was kind of one of the uh, organizing forces behind the Montgomery bus boycott, and encouraged Rosa Parks to use her arrest as a springboard to a wider movement in Birmingham. Alabama. Remember, you're only alone when you're not out there demonstrating. Okay, let's play a little uh, gross humor here. This is uh, Margaret Cho. We like to keep it light sometimes.
17: None of the uh, Bush administration is not sexy people. None of them. Not even Laura Bush. Well, I think I think Laura Bush is pretty, but you know her pussy tastes like Lysol. <laughs> Do you see why I was disinvited to the Democratic National Convention? because I'm dangerous. <laughs> I speak the truth. <sighs> I know there are a lot of men's in here who have no idea what pussy tastes like. Never had, never will, okay? (laughs) Girl, I'm allergic. (laughs) If I even have a little itty bitty, tiny itty bitty piece of pussy, my throat will swell up. Oh girl, I could die! See, I got my bracelet. I don't wanna give the impression that pussy has a pine aftertaste. And Barbara Bush, that's just straight up mothballs. That's a mouthful of Ben Gay, that's what that is. My hope is numb. I'm probably going to get shot. So enjoy it while you can. But things are bad, you know? It's like you know things are bad when you're reminiscing about how great a president Ronald Reagan was. I couldn't believe it when I found out that he had died because I thought he was dead already. He died again. (laughs) Then they would not bury him. They dragged him everywhere. It was weekend at Bernie's. They propped him up, put him in a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses, dragged him from Washington to Simi Valley. I said, put him in the ground. He died two times.
18: You're sitting there yakking right in my face. Yes, it's for
7: all those Trump supporters.
18: In your place, you know, if silence was golden, you couldn't raise a dime.
7: Mose Allison.
18: Because your mind is on vacation and your mouth is working overtime. you quoting figures and dropping names. You're telling stories about the days you're over laughing when things ain't funny you're trying to sound like the big money you know if talk was criminal you'd lead a life of crime because your man is on vacation and your mouth is working overtime Life is short, talk is cheap Don't be making promises that you can't keep You don't like this little song I'm singing Just grinning bad All I can say is if the shoe fits a it, And you must keep talking Please try to make it right
7: Mose Allison there, that's my uh, personal message to Donald Trump and his followers. This is The B, and we're on uh, Labor and Love here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street. And here we tell you like it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, and there are 30 trillion of those dollars in tax evasion accounts in the Cayman Islands and elsewhere, Switzerland probably. 30 trillion dollars, y'all. Uh, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Those 30 trillion dollars represent our laborer. And... If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. Your bosses probably are not going to listen to you because it's the moral thing to do out of the goodness of their heart. By becoming entrepreneurs, they put themselves in a whole different moral universe, where the, the morality is to make more money. And they can't think about things like the lives of the people who work for them. So make sure you've got a representative at that table. And last but not least is never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Mm, Let's see, we've got to have our labor card of the day. One second. Today, I want to read to you about Emma Tenayuca from San Antonio, Texas, La Pasionada of Texas. Emma Tenayuca was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. While still in high school, she joined parades for workers' rights and in 1938, helped organize a strike of pecan workers for a living wage. For 37 days, the workers refused to work. Finally, the companies gave in and the workers' pay was raised. The nut companies, shortly thereafter, closed down. They couldn't stand to be unionized. When Ku Klux Klan members threatened to kill Emma and raided a meeting where she was speaking, she had to leave San Antonio. She eventually ended up here in San Francisco as an elementary school teacher. I was arrested a number of times, she said, but I never thought in terms of fear. I thought in terms of justice. She was called La Pasionada of Texas, referring, of course, to La Pasionada, the famous Republican woman, anti-fascist worker in Spain, who gave such stirring speeches that she was called La Pasionada. Emma Tenayuka is our Labor Day. It's our person of the day in labor. This is the bee wishing you a good night, a good day, a good week, and good work. We'll see you next Saturday morning, or we'll be talking to you next Saturday morning. Please look up our... our... Uh, Archive shows at mutinyradio.fm slash podcasts. Look up Labor and Love. And here we go. This is Kerry Miraji. Remember, get out there. There's a world to win.
12: Double corn Double